Hi, I'm Jenny from Wisconsin. I'm Jill from Michigan. Welcome back to our podcast, Creepy Soup. Where we discuss all things creepy. Paranormal. True crime. Spiritual. With a side of bullshit. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Miss Jelly Bean? I am excited. So am I. Because you had a fabulous idea this morning. Yes. So I woke up this morning and had the idea for me and Jenny to invite our moderators from our Facebook page on here because they're also amazing friends. Mm -hmm. And we're going to tell like some of our real paranormal stories. So welcome Dan, the man, and Sherry. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? How are you guys? I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great because I'm hanging with you guys. Yay! Yay. I I have been so excited all day since everyone said, yeah, let's do it. So what was the fun idea? Yeah. I was excited and then I went back to sleep. (laughs) So then I got to wake up and be excited again. (laughs) So it's probably the red light. The red light is it's all about sleeping. Mm, Not for me. No. No. Depends on my mood. Definitely mood light. I didn't even think to change. I didn't even think to change my light colors because I can do that in here, but I think about it. Once you start doing it, you're gonna fall in love with it. I probably would have went purple. Fair enough. How about you, Miss Sherry? If you got to choose a color, what would you be? Mm, it would be purple or teal. Probably teal. Okay. Fair enough. So who's going to get the party started? Who wants to tell the first story? <laughs> Everyone's quiet. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Okay. So um, this is something that this is actually my first ever paranormal experience that I had. I was little. I was about five years old. And my grandfather um, lived in a house that his parents built. And they were immigrants. They came over. They purchased the land they built the the house by hand brick by brick and they had several children and they they had like the second floor of the house was bedrooms and the bedrooms were all connected and then the third floor of the house was the attic and because they had so many children I think they had seven I think it was seven but anyway they had so many children that my grandmother and grandfather slept in the attic So I did not know this when I was five. All I knew was this was my grandpa's house and I was excited to be there because I adored him. So one day I was um, in his room. I was sitting on his bed. He was downstairs talking to my mom. I was playing with my dolls and I heard a noise. I heard like a door creak 
And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just the wind. And I look up and there's a man standing there and he had, he was standing on the steps and he looked as real as you and I do. He had his hand on the doorknob and he was just looking at me. And I was just thinking, why is this man coming out of my grandfather's attic? Like, I just didn't know what to make of this. And I'm staring at him and he's staring at me. And I noticed he had like a dark pinstripe suit on and he wasn't wearing any shoes. And I thought that was really, really strange. And the more I looked at him I, and trying to just figure out what was going on, I'm looking at him. And then I looked down again towards his feet and he was starting to disappear. And of course I screamed and I ran, grabbed my dolls because I wasn't leaving those behind. And I ran downstairs and I said something to my grandfather. I was like, there was a man coming out of your attic. Well, I was five and they were just like, oh, it's your imagination. You know, you, you didn't see anything. Well, I never talked to them about it again, but they could never understand why I would not go upstairs by myself. And the, the bathroom was upstairs. So I would like beg people to walk up the stairs with me because I was terrified to go up there. And finally, when I was a teenager, I think I, I told them what happened. I mean, I remember it to this day as if it happened yesterday. And my mom said, oh, you know, she said, I don't have a picture. She said, it sounds like my great grandfather, or my grandfather, which would be my great grandfather. She said, but I don't have a picture of him. She said, we'll go by the cemetery sometime because his picture is on his tombstone. And when we went to the cemetery, the picture of the man was the man that was standing, um, you know, in the doorway of the attic. And I also found out that he was buried in a dark suit. And I did not know when I was a kid, because I didn't know a whole lot about death when I was like little, little. I did not know that people were buried without their shoes. And so I, it was just, that was my first experience of having, you know, of ever seeing a ghost and probably my most memorable one. That's pretty vivid. It is. Yeah, I can still remember it just like it just happened. That's a, that's a good memory though, I would think. Yeah, except that I just thought it was like Dracula or something, which was why I wouldn't go upstairs after that. Yeah, <laughs> but once you knew. I would cry and I'd be like, but I have to go to the bathroom. And they'd be like, just go up the stairs. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting and fun and intense. It was pretty intense. Yeah, especially at that age. That that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was just so vivid, and and uh, I mean, to this day, I'm still amazed that that happened. I think I'm more amazed now because when I was a kid, I was just like, I don't know, I don't know what happened. There was just a guy there. Okay, uh, Jill, how about you go next? Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah you, you know, you'd think I'd have one lined up, right? <laughs> um, 
Oh my goodness. I would say one of my earliest ones was my mom had a really good friend. Actually, her and my dad worked with this lady at the court theater. And my mom and her just remained friends up until the, the lady's death. Her name was Norma. Um, and we would go over to her house. She, she was like a never married, like a spinster type, lived with her mom. Um, and we would go over there and her bathroom was like in her room. Now I was just, had just turned nine when Norma died. So we, we were going over there for as long as I can remember. And I can remember going in to use the bathroom and there was only the four of us in the house, me, my mom, Norma, and Norma's mom. And as soon as I come out of the bathroom, there was a lady sitting on Norma's bed. And I stood there for a second, kind of dumbfounded. I was maybe six or seven and walked out really quick. And they knew by my face that something was wrong and I couldn't really talk because I, I didn't know what just happened and then Norma said did you see her so apparently that was just somebody that was there all the time so thankfully I wasn't the only one to see her I, I want to say that was probably my first my first one okay interesting that's yeah. pretty intense too. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, it was like you said, just as real as you and me. And yeah, because I, I thought maybe someone came in while I was in the bathroom and they were waiting to use it. Nope. Nope. She had no need for a bathroom. <laughs> wow. Okay, Dan, how about you? Uh, my first ghost experience would have been at my grandma's house. Uh, I don't know how old the house was when I was little, obviously super old. The town of Sturgis, Michigan is super old. Uh, that's where they lived. But I want to say probably around the time I was like three or four. I stayed at grandma's and uh, unbeknownst to me, like everybody else and my dad's side of the family, at least that had stayed in the house had seen this ghost before in their lifetime, multiple times. Uh, but I didn't know this obviously at that age till I got like way older and we used to laugh about it, but uh, grandma used to have like, a, the house itself was laid out really weird. It had a, like indoor but outdoor porch, I guess you could say. Like you could go out there in the winter time or whatever, not completely freeze to death, but it was still cold. Um, but the way the house was built itself was just really weird for being an older house. And the stairway going upstairs would kind of almost double back on itself to where 
you could almost turn and just jump up the next flight, which was really odd. And that comes back later on because the first time I ever saw this ghost, we'll call him the man in the top hat because he had like early, early 1900s style dress, you know, like the, the suit, but like the half like mid-length coat and whatnot and the top hat, just real typical early 1900s. Um, but the upstairs bedroom was split into two different bedrooms. So it used to be one, but the first night I had ever stayed at grandma's then, I can't remember, like I said, it was like three or four. I woke up several times throughout the night hearing somebody walking up and down the stairs. And, you know, being that little, you know, like crawl to the end of the bed or whatever and like peek out and it's dark, you know, so you're already, you know, typical little kid, you're already like on edge and whatnot, but it's like, I could see like the white of somebody and it's like, you know, grandma's always got a white nightgown on. She's got white hair. I assumed it's, it's her, you know, but then it's like, I lay down and I start like running it through my head. Like, why would grandma have a hat on in the middle of the night? And then little while would go by and I'd hear some walking again and I'd swear I'd hear my name and it got to the point where I covered my head up and then got brave enough after I heard my name again to pull the covers off and I seen him and he was just standing there and he looked as shocked as I did when I pulled the covers off like he was trying to sneak out of the room and <clears throat> obviously it terrified me to death being a little kid as I got older I kind of laughed about it because it's like kind of like what everybody else said I mean he was very defined you know it was like you know us talking or looking at each other over camera I mean like like he was there but then it was like as soon as he was shocked he was gone and I remember saying something to my grandma the next morning and she kind of tried to just you know like hush it off like didn't want to give into it or whatever but then I started telling her about how I was walking on the stairs in the middle of the night. And she says, no, you weren't because you never walked past the end of my bed. I was there all night. I'd have heard you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, grandma, but there's this stairwell that you can stand on and jump this way. And I find out apparently, I don't know if it was the spirit trying to show me something in a dream or something, but there used to be another stairwell in the house going up to like an oddly built side off bedroom that no longer existed and it was paneled over when I that saw is. it. So then they were like, how did you know about that type deal? And then when I tried to explain it, then everybody was a little more like, oh, well, maybe you really did see so-and-so. They just called them the man on the top. Hat. The only person he really, really used to mess with was my grandpa because my grandpa was stubborn and just wouldn't believe it until he got like up in my grandpa's <laughs> business a couple times, really spooked him good. And then he believed after that. But that that would be my very first experience ever and be the guy in the top head at my grandma's. I saw him I quite a lot when I was there. I think at three or four, I would have shit my pants. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I, 
And see, when, around that time, like we were, my parents and I were still living in Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor area. So it's like, it's not like I could just be like, Grandma, I want to go home, you know? Like I was stuck there. And sometimes it would be, you know, for like a week or more. And it was like, I'd like, you always want to go to Grandma's and hang out, but it's like, you know, typical, like, you know, little kid syndrome, like, damn, man, it's nine o'clock. I don't want to go to bed because I know what's going to happen. I mean, I used to have all kinds of crazy dreams there. Constantly have, you know, feeling of being tapped on the shoulder, somebody calling my name or my toy cars would move on their own occasionally. Like they wouldn't be where I'd left them. They'd be in another room. Wow. So, lots yeah, of things like that. <laughs> yeah. You were friends with us when you were little. Yeah. I had it at either grandma's place, that grandma or my great grandma's house. That place was definitely spooky, yeah. scary. None, nobody on my mom's side liked going to great grandma's original farmhouse. Like they all, they all grew up there or whatever. But I don't know something about us grandkids when we used to go there. Like weird things would happen and not in like good ways. So once they moved out of there, we were all happy. <laughs> wow. Your that turn. Interesting. Are you scared a ghost? <laughs> um, so my first experience, I think, was when I was around five. Um, and it was after we had moved into a new place. It had um, a downstairs. I think I've told you this guys, uh, the story before, but um, the downstairs had one bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, dining room, living room. But um. It was almost like there should have been walls separating the dining room and living room. And then like there would have been an inside porch, kind of like what Dan was talking about, um, on the front side of both rooms. So they're like there should have been another wall there. And in that area, like on one side, we had like our little game station because we had a Nintendo, which fun stories about that um and then on the other side there wasn't really anything over there there was like these little bench seats that ran underneath the windows and there was an additional bench seat that you could actually put something in go to the other side and get it out um but there were upstairs had three bedrooms and a bathroom and that's where all us kids were and that's where the tub was that I refused to use the bathroom. <laughs> um, and so every, well, I shouldn't say every time, but a lot of times I would come down the stairs and I would look to the right and I would see an old woman. She was either sitting and staring out the window or she was sitting in a rocking chair knitting. And it was like the, the typical, you know, older grandma and, you know, like the long nightgown type thing. Um, and either just looking out the window every now and again, she'd turn and look at me, never spoke to me or anything like that. Um, and then other times she was just sitting there knitting away, look up at me, go right back to her knitting. So. That's wild. Yeah. And, and it was pretty regular. We lived there for four years I think four or five years so it, it was a pretty regular occurrence 
Um, and I don't know what the deal was with the bathroom upstairs, but I had one of the old clawfoot tubs and then um, a sink pedestal and the toilet. That was it. Like it wasn't huge, but I hated using that bathroom. So if I would wake up in the middle of the night, I wouldn't use it. I would use the one downstairs <laughs> because it had just a regular tub and shower. And yeah, it was right next to my parents' room. So I was more comfortable going there. I almost never used that bathroom. I think it's really interesting though that we've all had our, our first experience like between the ages of like three and five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That that's what I was thinking. Like once everyone said the ages they were, I'm like, wow, that's really weird. Yeah. I think you know it's true what they say that kids are just more open to yeah, that. More open and sensitive to it. Right. <laughs> I mean, when I was that age, the only ghost I knew of was Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I didn't know <laughs> that ghosts were the spirits of people who had passed on. I didn't know any of that stuff. I just, you know. I just thought there was a man, you know? Yep, kind of like me. I just thought it was, you know, old woman sitting in the window. Yep. Random dude creeping around grandma's house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> man, grandma, you should charge him mortgage. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, should we do scariest experiences? Yeah. Okay, who wants to go first on that one? We could just go in the same order. Okay, that works. Okay, well, I think probably my scariest experience, um, it was when I was married to my ex-husband, and um, he was he was sleeping in another room, and I, I can't remember why. I think he had like surgery on his feet or something. I don't remember. But anyway, so I was in bed and I was asleep. And my, my bathroom door is kind of at the foot of the bed. Like the, the bed faces the bathroom door. And I always leave it open because it's, you know, the master bedroom. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a man standing there in the doorway and he looked solid. And I thought it was my ex-husband. And I, I thought, well, that's weird that he would come in here because he was sleeping in another room, but I'm looking at him and I said his name and he didn't respond. And then I realized that this man was taller than my ex-husband. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and I just got the sense that this person was really confused. And of course, I let out a scream because, you know, it's the middle of the night. It's dark. There's a man standing, you know, in, in my bathroom doorway. And um, as soon as I did that, he disappeared. But it wasn't one of those things where you wake up and you think you see something. I mean, I looked at him long enough that like I knew he was there and I was not like half awake. I was like, this person is standing there. And I think the main reason that scared me was just because it was dark and it was very, very unexpected. Yeah. Makes sense to me. 
unexpected would definitely be scary. <laughs> and when you're definitely. sleeping, that's the worst. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. That's my story. Ah, shit. Um, let's see. My, I don't know if I necessarily have a scariest, but probably one. I would have to say, okay. I do know my scariest. Okay. Um, right after, well, I would say a couple years after Roy and I got married, because we did things backwards. We, we had Judy first and we got married just before she turned four. Nope. Something like that. I don't know. Um, so first we lived in the upstairs apartment and it was super, super small. And then the people downstairs moved out. So we were offered if we wanted to move downstairs, which it was much bigger. It had, I don't like basements. I don't know if you guys remember that from the investigation, but I fucking hate basements. Um, So I personally didn't care that it had basement access. Roy liked it. So we move in. And little things would happen here and there. And then all of a sudden, anytime, it didn't matter like how small of a disagreement, I don't even want to say fight or argument, but like a disagreement it seemed like I would get tortured. Like maybe that's not even the correct word, but I would get messed with something awful. Well, there was, and it got to the point where unless we went to bed at the same time, I would not sleep in the bedroom by myself. So there was one night we, we kind of had a fight fight and he went down in the basement. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm just, stupid motherfucker like I'm pissed just talking all kinds of shit about him well I had the bedroom door closed because mind you I don't like this bedroom if I'm by myself so I'm sitting on the couch like directly across from the door and I'm talking shit and the bedroom door like kind of starts shaking like somebody was trying to open it but couldn't open it so I like went to the bathroom, yelled down the vent because he was in the basement and I wasn't going down there. And I said, I know you're mad at me, but I need you to come up here. So he came up and I'm like, just stand there and don't interrupt no matter what I say. So I go into it and I'm talking shit about him again with him right there. And the door started shaking. He's like, what the fuck? And yeah, I, I, was so happy when we finally moved out of that place and I still for years had nightmares after we moved out for years but I would have to say that was one of the scariest wow that's uh, intense that would be scary at least though yeah. he he witnessed it too you know yes so so that's good it's good to have somebody to back you up you know 
Yeah, that like, honestly, we could do an entire episode on the shit I I dealt with at that house because it was insane at the, I don't know. And, and I know this sounds terrible to say, but when I found out it had kind of like burned to the ground and was no more, it was a relief. And I know that sounds terrible, but nobody was living in it. It was abandoned. So it's not like anybody was hurt or anything like that, but it was just one of those things. Like I fucking hated that house and I could not wait to leave. I understand. I can't wait to leave this one. (laughs) Y'all don't even know the shit that has happened just today. Well, yours is active all the time, Jenny. Yeah. Anybody need a flashlight? Look at that. It won't turn on. Okay. Look at this. Oh, there it goes. I changed the light color so that he could sleep and turn off the lamp. This was on on my dresser. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Dan, your turn. Okay. My scariest experience... Uh, would definitely be at my first house I ever had. It's a white floof. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, my cat. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's white fluff everywhere now. But uh, my, yeah, my, my for sure scariest experience so far, I mean, at least in the top three for sure would be my first house I had on my own. Uh, when we moved in, the whole house had like just a weird vibe from the first night. Um, landlord had told us all kinds of weird things like how they had cleaned the house and, you know, it was spotless, but we were like walking around finding like smudgy fingerprints on everything and just it just like it was clean but it wasn't like clean clean like they said they did you know what I mean and we started going through kitchen cabinets the very first night and I'll never forget it because it did it like when I saw it it literally it made every hair on my body stand up for like an hour I just had that like freaked out chill we were going through the cabinets looking at like what space we have you know I mean we're shit I think me and my friends well he was younger than me and the other one she was a little bit older than the both of us so we were at least I mean babies you know like 19 20 right around in there just you know moving out and whatnot uh checking out the kitchen space and whatnot that we have and we opened the bottom kitchen cabinet and there's literally like one of those freaky ass old school style dolls like porcelain face real people looking hair and it's literally propped up to be looking at you you know like as you open it which is even you know it freaked us out more because obviously somebody set this fucking thing there something or someone set this thing there freaked us the hell out and we literally did it was one of those like nope just shut the door forgot about it just ignored it And it was like three weeks to a month of us living there before we, like, the three of us get up the courage to even move this doll. So we get rid of the doll. 
not exactly get rid of it. We put it in a box because there was still some boxes and stuff that the landlord was keeping out in the garage. So we just kind of tucked it away and that stuff out there. And uh, I want to say probably right around that time afterwards, no joke, within like a few days, we started hearing weird noises in the wall sounding like rats or whatever digging at night and you know first it would only happen you know here or there you'd try to hear it and be like oh it must have scurried off or something you know and then i want to say yeah around the eight month mark of us being there it got to a point where um our other friend that lived with us she was into witchy stuff as well but she woke up one night and came down the hall to my room just bawling saying that she woke up and saw an old lady come out of her closet and I can't remember exactly like what she was saying because she was just like you know she was just so freaked out so incoherent it was hard to make out but she said she was thought she was dreaming, but then realized she was actually seeing a ghost, or so she thought, of this lady. And apparently it told her that there was a train accident or something, and she saw a train crash in her closet, and this lady disappeared. Like, she saw this scene play out, you know? That's how she's describing it to me. And, you know, it freaks, it freaks you out to hear that when somebody's telling you that and you know they're freaked out genuinely. So it's like, you know, try to calm her down or whatever. And our other friend, he's he's not like an exact believer, but, you know, like he, he could pick up on the vibe of like weird things were going on in the house. And then probably about two weeks after that, there was three nights in a row of just constant scratching and all the walls like down low though never high up always down low by like the trim on the bottom so you would think it is like a mouse or something in the wall and i remember waking up one night and it didn't it didn't click until it was all said and done with it was 303 a.m and i had been listening to the scratching for three minutes straight since three o'clock i woke up on the dot and at 303 i literally remember just snapping i put my fist through the drywall and the scratching stopped right and that was the end of it granted i woke everybody else up next door because they heard you know the pounding on the wall or whatever at that point we're like are you okay and i was like i can't take it no more man like now it's got a hole it has to come out if it's a mouse or a rat like it's got to come out of the wall now there's a freaking hole man like i can't I can't sleep like this we got to work you know i can't stay up all night every night i'm an insomniac as is this is adding to it i can't do this and then it was about an hour after that, you know, everybody went back to bed or whatever. I remember because when my door shut, like I literally just had a mattress on the floor, you know, I was young. I didn't have like a whole bed. I was living young and broke. So, but the door in my bedroom of the place had a gap underneath to where I could see 
where people were walking in the house basically or where the lights were the way the light would hit in the hallway where my room is all the way at the end and our other roommate was next to me and then our other roommate she was all the way down at the end of this long hall and i remember hearing her light click on in her closet click off her doorknob jiggled and then you could hear heavy stomps all the way down the hall and it literally stopped in front of my bedroom door and i remember just thinking what the fuck who's out there and the next thing i know it was like i got the chills from head to toe i could see my breath in the pitch black of my room basically at that point other than the light under the door and then something literally held me down and just basically let me know like I was its bitch. Like I wasn't gonna, you know, get away from it or whatever at this point, like just to freak me out. But something literally held me down in my bed for about two minutes. I couldn't, I could move, I couldn't scream no matter how loud I tried to scream for help or holler at them. I literally had no voice. And then it was like, as quick as this like heavy deep wave of just control come over me it was like a light switch then it was gone and then i told our roommate about it down the hall that next morning and she said that it had happened to her that night after i had calmed her down that she said she saw the old lady in her closet and then we did a little bit of snooping a few days later, kind of digging some information out of the landlord and come to find out the old lady that had lived there had passed away there. And she had lived in her room down the hall. And we think we had upset her at that point, basically, by, you know, being young and alive and, you know, living carefree lifestyle like we were. But that was definitely like the scariest <laughs> experience for sure. Good Lord. It sounds like you lived in my old house. <laughs> yeah, That's it was terrifying. It was, like, I, I yeah. still laugh. Well, I mean, it, there's still good things that came out of it. I mean, that's where I met Caitlin. So, <laughs> Which, my wife. She scared the crap out of me when she came behind you because I didn't realize it was her. I just saw movement behind you. I was like, oh shit. And then she right. jumped out of bed. I was like, oh, okay, Caitlin. <laughs> and yeah, no, she stuck it there um yeah i mean it wasn't all in all bad but that was that was the worst of it there i mean there was other small experiences on and off that we all three had but i mean granted two of us were like you know hardcore believers and only one one's more of like a skeptical believer but you know he's quick to scare at the same time so it's like it kind of fed off him more i think to get to us Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't yeah, miss that. it like you said jill like I, it, this place hasn't burned down but other people live there and when i drive by it does it, i i so bad like i'd like to ask those people like have you ever had like anything weird happen here happen to you because you know a lot <laughs> yeah. of times like it's just it's certain people you know like it doesn't always like an entity could stay in a house and, you know, not give a shit about these people, but these right. people come in with something they don't like about it sets them off, you know? So it makes me curious, but like, I won't, I won't, I won't even step foot back on that ground. 
not one inch of that dirt, I will go back on that place. That's like the only place. You, I, I don't blame you there. That sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't blame you. I mean, it's like some of the places we've been with our other, you know, mutual friend. I, I, I would go there, no problem still, after the stuff that's happened even there. But that place, I won't go back to. Right. I, I just won't. Nope. <laughs> Make sure you take coffee for your friends that are there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I got my my, my shirt Joe gave me today. Shit happens. Coffee helps. There you go. Coffee always helps. Always. Yes. So my story isn't so much scary, more surprising. Um, it was actually in my old house that I lived in with my husband. He lived there first. Um, I actually helped him do the cleaning of it before he like fully moved in. Um, and I was just, I felt off in certain spots at certain times, but it was something that, you know, would move. And so I just kind of tried to put it out of my mind, did my cleaning and stuff. Um, but one night I was over there visiting, this was before I had moved in and we were sitting in the living room on his couch watching a movie on his laptop and we had had dinner. So I got up to either like do dishes or put something in the sink or something like that. But I was standing at the kitchen sink, my back to the living room. He was still on the couch. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, as kids, we would always um, play a game called jumper cables. And that's where you take your two fingers or a finger and jolt them into somebody's side when they're not paying attention. I've never heard it called that. <laughs> yeah, I we, we called yeah. it for cables. Um, and so, yeah, I'm standing there, you know, doing whatever at the sink. And I feel that like instant, both sides. And I jumped screen and turned around at the same time. And my husband was still sitting on the couch. I was like, how the hell did you get over there so fast? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, why did you do that to me? He's like, I didn't do anything. I've been sitting right here. And so, yeah. And there was uh, small experiences there as well, um, like doors opening and closing, uh, noises when no one else was home, stuff like that. Um, but nothing too drastic or anything. I had later found out that my neighbor used to live in the house with her husband and he passed away in the house and now my sister-in-law and niece live there do they have experiences my niece has and when we lived there um my one daughter would have experiences in her room uh primarily in her closet um and that's where my niece has her issues, is in that same closet. So, yeah. Neither one have actually given me full details other than there's creepy shit in the closet. I'm like, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I did uh, do a protection thing for her and... Uh, gave her a couple things to put in it, which did calm it down. So yeah. that's a plus. Yeah. So yeah, that was my 
biggest thing was the jumper cables because yeah it was a shock a surprise and <laughs> all of that all rolled into one so do we have time for one more round yeah i do okay. i have time okay okay so have others, but there's one that it's not actually seeing a ghost, but it's something that happened to me that was very weird. And a lot of weird stuff happened when I was married to my ex-husband. And at the time I had really short hair. Um, it was like really short, like to my ears short. And he had short hair too. And one night, um, I can't remember if it was like around the time we got divorced. I think it might've been right around that, that time that we had gotten divorced and I was sleeping and I was having this weird dream and I was dreaming that there was a portal in the doorway where the bathroom is, <laughs> you know, the same doorway where I saw the man. And, and I was dreaming that there was a portal there and it freaked me out because something came out of the portal and I couldn't breathe, you know, and to this day, I keep telling myself it was probably sleep paralysis, you know, that was probably what was going on. But I remember I couldn't breathe and, you know, I was just like praying in my sleep, like, just please, please help me, you know, and I remember that like in my dream, this woman, she was a Native American woman, really long hair, like down to her butt, like really, really long hair. And she walked by and she looked at me and I said, are you here to help me? And she shook her head and I'm like, well, then get out of here. <laughs> so, right? Because if you're not here to help me, get out. Um, so anyway, you know, I woke up in the morning and I'm like, wow, that was a really weird dream. And I was getting ready, um, or I was getting ready to change my pajamas. And I looked down and I'm like, what is this? And I pulled up this really long black hair. And I and I'd never had black hair and I'd never had hair that long. And like nobody had been in my house that had, um, black hair. In fact, I think the pajamas were like newer. I had, I had only worn them a couple of times and washed them, but I'd never had anybody in my house with long black hair. And I just remember picking it up going, what the hell? It was the freakiest thing. And to this day, I can't explain it. So that's, that's insane. My story. <laughs> yeah, that was just, it still freaks me out because I'm like, how how did this happen you know and it makes me wonder if i wasn't really dreaming you know like when i saw the woman because the hair would have been the same length as what i had seen the woman that walked past me that's crazy yeah that was freaky Ugh. oh wow yeah that one would uh yeah that's that's weird. It's very weird. 
I think I after after my ex moved out, I had to um, I had to have somebody come and sage the house because I think he drew a lot of negative stuff that kind of lingered mm. after he was gone. And uh, yeah, never had problems after that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that it was really creepy. Um, um, I'll do one from this house. Um, cause this house from day one, like we got, I got the keys and I came here on a, a Sunday to kind of clean up. Um, cause the landlord had made a deal. Um, people moved out. He didn't have time to come clean. We had just lost our house in a fire. Um, so we were like, let's just, he waived our damage deposit if we clean. So I come in, come here on a Sunday, like just to get some, some deep cleaning done. And I didn't see or hear anything at that point, but I could like sense the presence of a little girl. So we know there's a little girl here and, but we could also feel like other things here. And I would, I'm going to say it was probably about a month and a half after we moved in. Um, Cause when we first moved in we had a house full, it was my husband, me, our son, our daughter, and all three of our grandkids. So we had a house full. Well, my husband and son took the grandsons to do something. I don't even remember what now. So it was just me, my daughter and granddaughter. And my daughter was playing with my granddaughter and, you know, she was laughing and screaming and just having a great time. And I was recording it on my phone and something said, play it back. Well, at one point, like Aubrey screams like super loud because she just screaming semen. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Like I'm listening and you hear like somebody really annoyed and you could, it was like a man. And like my oldest grandson, he definitely has gifts and I was playing it and he was like, oh, that's my, that's my grandpa Gary. And he's really annoyed by Aubrey. Okay. <laughs> So like that was, and then like, there's other things here. Like we, even cause right now it's just me and my husband and son that live here. And my son has the upstairs. He goes to work like at 10 o'clock at night and Roy and I will be in the living room and not thinking because I greet my son by doing this. Like when he's behind me, when he's coming down the stairs and he does it back. Um, so I do this cause I think I hear him coming down the stairs. My husband's like, he's at work. What are you doing? I'm like, you didn't hear that. And he was like, yeah, I heard it, but he's not here. Oh shit. He's not. So yeah, we get that one a lot. Yeah. You get a lot in your house. Like I do. Yeah. It's, and I can be in the bathroom and I think I hear he has a routine where he'll like 
clear his nose in the morning and into the kitchen sink. And I think I'm hearing that when I'm in the bathroom and I come out and there's nobody in the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, well, all right, thanks. So yeah, I get that a lot. Dang. Dan? I guess I could talk about my first Ouija board experience. My first and only experience. <laughs> um, want to say it, it was really odd how it worked out. It was summer of 2001. And it was like right after a thunderstorm. We were down at the beach and person had one with them for whatever in their backpack or whatever and decided to give it a try and i want to say like an hour into sitting down there you know the planchette moves and of course you know like everybody's touching it but everybody just is like oh yeah this person's moving it or whatever you know or whatever but uh we had asked you know basics is there any any message at all because we'd been out there you know that well after that while and down on the beach it's getting cold and whatnot so just sitting down there it was like the last go they gave and started getting a response and the planchette moves and it's spelling out uh you know what we think is just randomness at the time. Like we're, we're not even really paying attention to what it's saying until it gets to the R in spelling out war. W-A-R and then it spelled war, obviously. And then it went to 911, no joke. And this was like in June of 2001. And none of it ever made sense until obviously September 11th. And then when it happened, and then I like had that thought back in my head, you know, like that day or the day after, like the 12th, you know, as everything's still fresh, like it, it, it still gives me goosebumps to think about it. But it's like, that was the first and only time ever of messing with Luigi board. And I was like, that, that's like my one good go. We got our message to, you know, for what was coming and you know obviously being teenagers or whatever at the time knew nothing about like what we were you know getting but then it's like it all made sense later on Damn. i have chills yeah, I have chills from crazy. that one yep. i think i would take that over mine Mine was, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Ouija board experience too. Um, same time, ironically, uh, like 2001, summer, um, can't say specifically when I had just moved into my first apartment. And it was me, my ex-husband, his brother, and then the brother's girlfriend and one of her friends. And the 
friend and brother were just on the outside. They weren't doing it. So it was just me and my ex-husband and the brother's girlfriend who were actually doing it. And uh, initially, you know, it was the, okay, who's moving it kind of a thing. Um, But then like everybody stopped. And I remember I didn't stop. I kept going. And um, I didn't know at the time, but now I know that I was channeling something. Um, And at that time, my husband was well, my ex-husband, sorry, uh, he was very into, you know, the occult like I am. Um, and he said he looked at me and I wasn't me. And so he ran and got a few of his supplies, come back, did a ritual, ended up burning me. And then I was instantly back to myself. Damn. That's right. crazy. Yeah. And- <laughs> Obviously, the majority of that was, you know, secondhand to me. Um, but yeah, they all verified it. It wasn't me. And they don't know exactly what I was trying to say or what I was trying to spell it on the board. Um, but that they just knew it wasn't me. Um, and I want to say this. I tried talking, but like I couldn't talk. So I don't know. Um, I haven't attempted a Ouija board since. <laughs> for obvious reasons, Um, but yeah, and then like here, I've had, you know, all kinds of experiences, I've been scratched, Um, I had something try to take me over one night, Uh, no, a few nights, I think, because it happened again when I was doing a polo with Jill one time, something tried to take me over, Um, so yeah, (laughs) seems like they always want to take me over. So that's fun. Yeah. Do you remember that, Joe? Huh? Do you remember that when I was talking to you when that happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think the time before that was what, last year? Because I was still talking to that one person that I don't talk to anymore. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was in the middle of talking to her and it happened. Um, but it was two very different experiences. Um, like the one with you was a lot more mild. With her, um, it was like almost like a seizure, but not because like I was fully cognitive. I knew it was happening, but at the same time, like I couldn't really speak and I was Doesn't like convulsing and yeah, it, it was bad. So yeah, that's all my experiences. I have one with a board. It was not really for me, um, but a friend of my mom's was over and she was pregnant at the time. And this was like March and she wasn't due until December. And we get on the board and she's like, when am I going to have the baby? And it says like July 23rd. And she's like, no, that's not right. Well, you know how they say, if you keep asking, it's going to give you the answer you want to hear. And I worked at a donut shop at the time. My mom came in, she was all upset. Her friend had had a miscarriage and it took me a minute. I'm like, today's July 23rd. Oh, thanks. And that's the last time I ever touched one. Hmm. Yeah. I, and I, that the closest thing I have now is like, I've got the planchette necklace and 
the Ouija board pants. <laughs> but that's as close as I get. Yeah, I will mm. never own an actual board. Mm-mm. I mean, I get how some people say, you know, in reality, it's just another tool. But to me, that tool's more sensitive. It, it has way more procedure to it than other tools. Yeah, you know I agree. What I mean? Like, it's not as easy to just end communication. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I won't right. mess with them anymore either. I mean, granted, anything yes. else could, I mean, eventually turn into a process of getting something to leave you alone because, I mean, we've experienced that, but it, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot. Grandma came through on the last live and I saw her move behind me before Kelly even said. I know, I listened to that. I, I'm only like halfway through it, but I heard that part. I was like, <laughs> that's so awesome. Because then the last time you and I did a live, remember, like the lights in here were freaking going all crazy and whatnot. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Always lots of fun experiences in my house. I, I never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Uh, one of the other things that happened today was, uh, don't hate me, my son has a pacifier. I know, I ain't even going to get started on that, but no judgment. He had come down here and he had a cupcake. It, it was sitting up here by the pillows. I remember seeing it. And then he went back upstairs and it was not on the bed. I did not see it. That's where he had it upstairs. So I go back upstairs a couple hours. Well, not even a couple hours, but like an, maybe a half hour, hour goes by. And he's asking me to help him find it. I'm like, well, bud, you had it. I was like, it must be there with you. He has made himself a man cave um, underneath one of the beds upstairs and I was like it's got to be in there with you he's like no it's not I looked I was like well look again so he's looking there I'm looking all over the place I actually came down here and looked all over this bed three times and at one point I was even on the floor crawling looking under the bed could not find it fourth time I come down is that about two hours of looking for this damn thing and I had given up. I was trying to find the spares that I have hidden. And lo and behold, as I am getting out the spare, I look at the corner of my bed, which is like where my feet would be, and there's the nook. Hmm. I'm like, oh, hell no. I know. I know that that was not there. Right. So yeah, kind of like uh, the, the flashlight, you know, it was there, it was not on earlier. I would have seen it on because before I had gotten onto the uh, chat with you guys, I had that light off. I would have seen the flashlight on on my dresser. And all of a sudden I had to turn it off to switch the colors and I see the light on the tape on the dresser. I'm like, what the heck? And I turn the light off again and I'm looking at my there isn't anything over there that freaking glows. And so I go over there and here's the flashlight on. And as you all saw, it is not easy to turn on. 
So yeah, I'm ready to move out. Does anyone else have anything really cool or spooky to share? The only other quick spooky story I can think of would be summer of 2010, June 6th. We had a tornado come through here. Hey, we had one come but through here too. Before it happened, the weird thing was I was outside and we wound up seeing a black dog but it was like it was not like a normal black dog like it was like an oversized like it was like the size of a lab but it wasn't a lab you know what i mean like like wolf dog in a way but not you know what i mean just a mangy looking dog like it had clumps of hair on it and whatnot and we tried hollering at it and trying to find it and whatnot and then within honestly like it was weird the because it was across the road when we saw it from the front of the house you know mm -hmm. so we chased it towards the woods at the corner well i mean not really chased but we chased after it because that's the way it had walked trying to see where it was going and whatnot and then that's like by the time we were out towards the road that that's when you could hear the roar like down the road and i mean i spent a lot of summers in kansas as a kid at my grandpa's so it's like i'd already like started putting two and two together while we were outside because it had been like nice and hot i mean hot all day sunny but i knew storms were coming in and we had had a round that was supposed to come through, but it had died off by the time it had hit Chicago. And I guess like this other round formed hours, obviously later at night or whatever, because at this point it was around, what, 10 or 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, yeah 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But it was crazy. We, we kind of took it as an omen, like the whole black dog omen. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was an intense one. It was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we had one roll through here around that same time, um, and it actually took out part of the tree at the end of our driveway. Um, I was at my old house. Um, my husband now uh, worked at the dairy down the road from here and he instead of coming home he knew that there was a tornado coming because I had called him and warned him you know be careful on your way home it's coming through that way yada yada and meanwhile I'm at home freaking out because we live in a crummy little house and it's supposed to come right through and I'm like shit what am I going to do? We don't have a basement. We did have a crawl space. I figured, okay, anything, I'm crawling down there. And come to find out after like two hours, my husband hadn't come home. And I'm calling him like, where the hell are you? What is going on? I don't even know if you're alive. 
And I was like, I don't know where the tornado's at. You need to get home. He's like, I know where it is. I was like, well, where is it? What, what's going on? You need to get home. He's like, no, I'm right behind it. Okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm chasing the tornado. I was like, God damn it, get your ass home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was chasing the tornado through town and it did. It actually hit like the road right behind mine. And so, yeah, we, we did have um, some minor, you know, branches down and stuff like that, but it came right down this road. Um, and so there was a lot of damage um, on this property, a lot like behind the property um, because it's like 100 acres, I think, back there of like random fields for uh, different crops. And then like in between there's, you know, forest and various trails that go through and yeah there was a lot of downfall in there um my husband's uncle's house got hit which is just on the corner and yeah I actually came over the next day to help do cleanup out here so yeah but uh no black dog for me so <laughs> yeah it, it was it was it was really weird it was for sure it was super spooky and then weird obviously I mean I did. I, I mean, even after the storm came through, we were outside with flashlights checking on neighbors and everybody because, I mean, everything was everything was destroyed and laying right. sideways and upside down. And I mean, you name it. And it's like, you know, in my mind, I was like, we saw a damn dog. You know, like it, that dog was outside. It'd be dead somewhere at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, how the hell did it survive that? You know what I mean? And not, nothing. I mean, nothing. I mean, as quick, it was like, it, as quick, nope, as quick as it appeared, it was gone. And within 30, I mean, for real, within 30, 45 seconds of that dog being gone, out of sight, not being able to see it, that's when you, I mean, you could literally hear the trees and stuff starting to snap coming down the other road because they live at a corner. And my parents, mm -hmm. when I was there, still, that's when this happened. And you could hear trees snapping coming down the road and the roar. And I mean, by the time we made it inside and shut the doors, I mean, it, it, it was on. It was on. Damn. You could hear the whole house compressing and flexing and everything. And then about, about 30, 40 seconds after that, I mean, it, I mean, it, you know, it's like that. It, it really is. It's super quick. You know, I, I opened up the door and then couldn't even walk out the front door because there was a tree laying on both vehicles and a tree in the back of one vehicle and power lines and. Holy shit. Right. And we got oh. lucky because that was we were just where it started to touch down again, basically, like, I guess where I heard trees snapping coming down the road looking for that dog was about where it started coming down out of the air. So you know, the downforce of it coming starts mm -hmm. pushing stuff out the way, but further down the road behind them or whatever, they got hit really hard. I mean, there was one guy I had, it's not a yacht, but I, I used to call it like a mini yacht. I mean, it was a huge ass, like big Lake Michigan fishing boat. And it picked that thing up like a rag doll and threw it all over that guy's yard. Uh, yeah. I mean, right off the trailer and everything. It threw it like it was nothing. Oh, God. Yeah, our friend, uh, our friend's mom, back where it started further down that road, had a hair salon and it took, it used to have a square roof and it literally, 
like the next day when we were able to go inside and look up at it, it had spun the whole roof three times on the building. Oh, snap. Because it was laying in a diamond pattern. And then you could count the twists and the two by fours on the wall and whatnot. It was crazy. Dang. But that's oh, all I can ever think about when people talk about that storm. And so I was like, yeah, the, the death omen, that damn dog, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you happen to find out if anyone within that area passed away? No, no, nobody, nobody passed away from it. Hmm. Interesting. It literally only went the um I'm trying to think, sorry. Like maybe a total on on the ground it only went maybe about mile and a half to two miles. That's actually not but too bad. It had started as a water spout. But when it hit, I guess technically our part of the beach, like we don't have, the bluff is more towards like north of here. There's more of a bluff for the storms to hit. So mm -hmm. it does, it shoots them way back up in the atmosphere and you usually just get a lot of wind and maybe not so much of the severe stuff, but that one came out of the south. So it didn't have as much beach to hit, but it had all of the lake to still feed off of. And it started as a water spout and just kind of didn't stop at the beach. <laughs> just kept on coming. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Mm. Trying to think. I, I can't think of any more interesting stories right now. That's okay. Like I said, most of my like Jenny says, you know, just little things that happen here and there, doors moving occasionally, you know, it's just yeah. what it is. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this happened again. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I grew up in a house that was that was haunted and, and it, it was the same kind of thing. It's like things would happen every now and then and I still remember them, but you know, they weren't like big things that Right, like you, you know, still get the shock, but it's not like shock. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> that again. Oh, you're there again, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's why when I got the jumper cables, it was kind of my scariest experience because right. it actually, I got touched, you know, versus like the times I've been scratched here. Like I feel like a sensation, but not like actually like I'm physically being scratched you know it, it's more like a tingle or a burn and then I look and I'm scratched so yeah it's very different compared to that so yeah I know not me but like my husband will say because I'm usually out of bed before he is. He's awake, but he just lays in bed because he's a vegetable sometimes. Um, so he'll lay in bed and he'll come out and he'll go, what did you want? What do you mean, what did I want? And he'll say, well, didn't you come in and say, hey, babe? No, because sometimes he goes back to sleep. So I'm not going to go in there and bother him. So no, it wasn't me. Like I, He was like, you didn't come in. Nope. Or he'll say that, like, when I'm at work and it's him and our son, 
they both think they hear each other or see each other uh, one day last week, maybe the week before. Um, my son thought he saw Roy like walking through the upstairs and decided, oh, he's busy. So he changed his mind and went down. So buddy came down, what you want? Nothing. I, what are you talking about? So yeah. And the other day I just, uh, the last Sunday, I think it was, I decided, okay, yeah, it's been a while. It's time for me to go through with like my, my little Palo Santo bundle thingy because I had went to grab a shirt from my closet and walked back through. And I, from the corner of my eye, I thought I saw our son sitting on the couch. So when I came out of the bedroom, I said, what did buddy want? And he was like, nothing. Why? I'm like, was he just sitting on the couch? He was like, no. I'm like, all right, let me grab my shit. Time to Sage. <laughs> yeah, see, I actually Sage in my room uh, probably two to three times a week. So, yep. and if I, it's not Sage, it's my Palo Santo. Um, yep. That's so, my yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little, little mix thing right here. That's so funny. Here's mine. <laughs> yeah, mine's just, I actually, um, mine's in my little cauldron, and I actually put the cauldron on like a big metal candle holder just so it's up a little further and I'm not like bending over into it or whatever. So, yeah, mine, mine sits out all the time, easily accessible. If I start to feel something, I pull it out. I got all that. I got that that I've already started to burn. I got one of these ready to go. I've got the dragon's blood one sitting next to it. So that that's my next one. <laughs> yep. I, I got one of those out in the living room um, because Ditch Flowers is no longer selling stuff like that. So mm -hmm. she, she just did like a big rummage sale type sale and all of that stuff was like half off hmm. she's having another sale again this weekend and that's you know where i got the chair yeah and i don't know if she's got any more furniture but there was another little like nightstand type table i had my eye on so i might go back and see if that's there <laughs> not do i need it no don't judge me no judging, no judging. If you see anything cool, let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you some money through Cash App or something. But yeah, I mean, she because she was of like all of her displays and yeah, if you got two and three dollars on that shit, I'll buy it. Okay, who's froze? I just got to sneak it past Roy. That's my that's my problem. Oh, there you are. I don't know if I was froze or you were froze, but there was a frozen issue. Looks like Jill was froze. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Doesn't, doesn't shock me. You know what I figured out what it is? Because I do put the do not disturb on when I'm recording. That mm -hmm. it seems like when 
I take the do not disturb off and I look at the times that's usually when, so I, I think when I freeze someone's, I'm getting a notification for something. Okay. Makes sense. You froze again. Are we all frozen again? <laughs> Maybe somebody's trying to tell us we're I done. I <laughs> think so. Yeah. And, and this is what happens when me and this is what happens when me and Jenny record all the time. And like I said, I, I think like when that happens, that's when my notifications come in. Yep, and, and happened one, of the, <laughs> one of the last times we were recording, every time we froze, I was doing something different every time. Oh, 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 oh. She's giving a little look like, is she there? Is she there? Did you catch what I said? See, I can hear everybody, but no one's moving. You're not moving either. Oh, I'm moving. I'm petting the other cats. <laughs> yeah, everybody's moving but Jill. Oh, no, okay. you're moving, Jill. Hmm? Yeah, last time, um, every time we froze, I made a different face when she would come back on. Um, <laughs> at one point, I, uh, I went yeah. off camera. <laughs> So that way when she unfroze, she was talking to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Yep. So yeah, I was a little giddy that day. I don't remember why. Uh, yeah, we, we have fun with the freezing thing because you know good. Jenny can be an asshole. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would like to say thank you guys for joining us on this special episode and sharing your stories with us. That was a whole lot of fun. Thank you guys. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, Definitely. it was cool to hang out with you. Yeah, and yes, it was very fun. To our recording process. <laughs> You get to see where the magic happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, I, I do appreciate, especially like, you know, just a short notice kind of thing. You know that, am I fucking froze again? No. No, you're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but yes, like with this, just like all coming together today, I, I appreciate it and I I was super excited all day long so I'm so glad you guys were able to do it yes it was a fabulous idea definitely it's, it was a good idea for sure and I think we should do it again sometime um maybe for the experiences that we've had while together that would be that would cool be fun. yes that would that would be that would be awesome to do that. Yeah, I think that would be a whole lot of fun. I think if we have more investigations together, we could have a whole lot more stories to share. <laughs> I agree, I agree. But let me tell you, those gas prices. 
Yeah. For, yeah. for those I'm of you going listening, nowhere right now, anytime soon, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Like no, you three live in Michigan, lose. it's a little easier for y'all to get together than it is for me to get together with y'all. It's just yeah. true. I know. It's true. But nobody has money for gas to go anywhere. I know. It sucks. <laughs> and I've got a couple new places around here that sound like they would be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. If only I could tra- teleport you guys here. Yeah. You work on that because that would be awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, I could work yeah, yeah. with that one person who was supposed to invent the smell of vision and, you know. <laughs> uh, the smell of vision. Yeah, because we all need smell of vision. No. That's what Food Network needs to be. <laughs> I would, I'd be licking the TV yes. 24-7. <laughs> I'm like, I can't come into work today. They're making something really good at 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. oh that's hilarious yeah that'd be but yes i we i can't wait till we can all get together again and do some sort of investigation yes it will be fun we'll make it happen sometime just maybe not as soon as we had hoped yeah yeah it's gotta sort their shit out yeah. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Sorry. <laughs> one day, one day, I will make it back over there. <laughs> you will. It'll happen. Yep. With that glow, glow in the dark paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. The, the glow in the dark paint to lead me to Jill's house. <laughs> You know, and I figured it out because it's each time I've come, uh, I'm either on my way there in the middle of the night or I'm on my way back in the middle of the night. So yeah, the glow in the dark paint is definitely needed. Yeah. Are we freezing again? No. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. I keep freezing and now I don't even now it's just pissing me off. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Dan came in yelling at the phone and Jill's going out yelling at the phone. The cycle is complete. Stupid smartphones, yeah. anyways. <laughs> right. Who said they were smart? Yeah, that's the point. They're so smart, they're dumb. (laughs) Basically. All right, well, I know y'all are an hour ahead of me, so I will let you lovely, wonderful people go so that you can continue about your normal lives. (laughs) Well, thank you again for having us. This was a lot of fun. Definitely was. And yeah, we'll have to figure out a time where we can all, where we all can do this again at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Cool. All, right, all right. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you. Bye. 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 Until next time. Creep you later. Bye.